Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind since 1979. Call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. Hey, Hoagie's Garage tonight, Tope. Another week, another podcast. It's going to be a fun week. I think so. I think you did really well this week. Just this week? Come on. The last three weeks have been killers. I know, but I don't want to brag you up too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm tuned my own horn. I'll, I'll throw you a small bone. I ain't throwing uh, you a whole bag. Yeah, yeah, I But hey, that. on that though, tooting your horn, um, got a compliment from one of the gentlemen I work with. Jared's come by, oh, I was yesterday or today, but he's really liking our retired old guy, you know, our age guys. Former, whatever. Former, whatever you want to call it. He was enjoying the shows. And I said, well, that's good. Because I said, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I said, even nobody else likes it. I'm, a, I'm having a blast. So Absolutely. And I, I keep getting them, too. And I keep getting uh, messages from people saying, hey, you got to have this guy on. Or you got to have this guy on. So we're trying. If you we know, can get a hold of them, we're yeah, trying. It's, it, it, that's the hardest part. I mean, the younger ones, to be honest, it's there. Well, that's all the social media they're on. Yes, and it's it's not easy finding how to get a hold of these other guys. So you can't send me a tweet or an X or whatever <laughs> the heck it is now. That I ain't got that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So um, tonight we got Chad Myers on. Chad Meyer, not yeah. with an S, just Chad Meyer. Um, cool part about that is uh, got a got a wing from his brother here the yep. other day. So. Yep. We're gonna wrap that onto our I'll little shed little over shed. here. Oh, no. I should say ours. Oh, no, uh, Linda's shed. On yep, Linda's <laughs> shed. So we appreciate her letting us do that. And uh, but yeah, when we come back, we will have Chad Meyer on. Hey, bud, when I talk about wrapping something, what do you think of? Uh, Christmas presents. Well, that's true, but that's not what I'm talking about here. See, every day you go to Octane Inc., it does kind of feel like Christmas. It's not the same kind of wrapping, but man, it's like getting a present every time you go there. These guys wrap everything. Snowmobiles, UTVs, golf carts, race cars, trailers. To be honest, if it moves, they can probably wrap it. You know what? It doesn't even have to move, Tobe. They wrap my ping pong table into the Iowa Hawkeye football field, and it looks amazing. That is true. I guess they also do hoodies, t-shirts, and hats, and other accessories. Bud, what the heck are you doing now? Well, you never know. Maybe Brett wants to pick up some other kind of wrapping. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you want to give him a call in T, South Dakota, it's Octane, Inc., 605-213-8343. Again, that's 605-213-8343. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage. We've got Chad Meyer with us. So, Chad, um, let's just start out the night. Tell us how you're doing. Um, what's up yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while since I've uh, obviously I don't get to the race as much anymore. I've I got three kids, and all I do is chase them around to sporting events anymore. <laughs> man, we're we're uh, we're we're foot. We just got done with football. We're on the basketball, wrestling, volleyball. Uh, you name it, our kids are into it, and uh, so that keeps me and my wife busy. Um, I got a 12 year old and two two nine year olds, so we're. We're just nonstop chasing kids right now, and uh, 
it uh, was actually, you know, when, when you guys called and, and we talked or emailed and we talked about this, it kind of brought me down memory lane. You know, I don't get to the race as much anymore, but it's kind of cool to stop back and think about some of those things. So, uh, but that's, that's my life now, man. We chase these kids and, <laughs> and uh, I do have one who thinks he wants to be a, a sprint car driver, of course. And uh, we, we, we've done a little, a few goat carton things here and there, but um, we'll, we don't know where that's going to lead yet. Uh, his <laughs> uncle is going to, his uncle's going to take him in that route. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that was going to be my next question was, you know, are, do any of them want to be racers? So that's, that's kind of interesting that one does. So, yeah, yeah. So I got two girls and, and one boy and, and the boy is nine and, and we've had him out to, to do a couple of the, the, the cage carts. I think they call them, you know, he calls it his sprint car, but it's just yeah. a cage go cart with a little, uh, I don't even know what it, five horsepower, what, uh, you yep. know, with a restrictor plate. And we've done out, went out and done a few races, but, um, you know, like anything in the sport anymore, it's just so God dang expensive. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, it's, uh, you know, I got girls who want to go do things. And so we do the camper and the lake thing, and it's just hard to go hard, hard to, to do it as much as you need to, to be good, you know? And, and, uh, he, we, we still have it. His uncle, Troy, my brother who, who raced also, uh, he actually bought the go-kart and let my, let my boy race a little bit. So we've done a few things, but nothing too serious yet. Yeah. Well, between that and like you said, the sports, I'm guessing five or six days a week, you're busy chasing the kids or (laughs) that's, that's all it is, man. And, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, every once in a while I get a night to myself, but that's few and far between, but, uh, uh, it's fun. It's, 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 it's cool. I don't know what else we'd be doing if we didn't, we weren't doing that. So how, how old are you, Chad? I am, uh, I think it turned 45 this summer. So yeah. Yeah. Getting to be ancient. Still young, <laughs> still young. You're still young compared to us too. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so since you're talking about go-kart, that's, that's kind of how you got started from what I read. And, you know, just tell us a little bit about how you got started in racing. Yeah, uh, my dad, you know, uh, growing up, we I was born and raised in Sioux Falls, and, and uh, my dad was a, a motorhead and, and um, was into stock car racing back in his day in southwest Minnesota. And um, one day he'd come home with a go kart, like a, a a real a real crude farm cart, you know, and and uh, whatever. Had a blast running out back at Grandma's farm and racing it, and. Um, before I didn't, you know, obviously it was a long time ago. I don't remember how it all transpired, but before you know it, we had a, we had a go-kart that we painted up and we were, we were going racing locally. I think when I was probably six or seven, somewhere in there, um, we grew up out on the North side of town by Renner. So we would race at Renner and uh Saddleback racetrack. It, yep. I think, I think it's still what it's called. And yep. then up at Brookings, uh, Brookings used to race and they were closed down for a while. And I think they opened back up here recently, but yeah, they're running again we, up there. I know we raced Brookings and Renner religiously for, for years. Every, you know, I think when I started, like I said, six or seven and started out with, uh, yeah, pretty much a farm cart. And, you know, as years go, you get, you learn more and you get better and you get better equipment. And, you know, towards the end of, uh, you know, racing go-karts when I was 10, 11, 12, you know, we had some pretty good stuff and we were going to some big races, national races and, and, uh, doing, doing fairly well if i remember right you know i don't know had a whole bunch of trophies in my room to, uh back in the day so i think we did okay and and yeah that uh that was really cool you know made some really good friends and and uh Del rapids was another one that raced um a lot back in the day um i can't remember the guy who owned it but uh so we lived on north north uh, up 
by renter. So Del Rapids is a nice short trip away. And, um, yeah, spent a lot of time traveling. Uh, we, you know, had a good time with that made a lot of good friends. And it's kind of cool to see how many of those people moved up in the ranks to sprint cars along, you know, I was one of the first ones. I did it really young for whatever reason. I don't know why, why we did it that way. <laughs> but then a lot of the same guys that we raised go-karts with a lot of that whole, whole group crew friends that, you know, moved up and, and started racing sprint cars or stock cars. So it's kind of cool to see how a lot transpired over the years. I'm, I'm assuming since you have a bunch of trophies, you know, it, it's not like it is today where everybody gets a trophy. It's, you know, you actually had to be good back then to, uh, to get a trophy. Yeah, there was no, yeah, there was no participation trophies like there are now. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, but back then, heck, they, I mean, you know, they had nice trophies. They give out like heavy duty, not this cheap flimsy stuff they do nowadays. And, and you got a trophy for if you were top five, I think even. So that was probably where most of them came from, but, uh, it was fun, man. And go-karting and, uh, that's, yeah, that's where it all started. And then after that, you just get the, get the itch or the, I guess it's an addiction uh, Pretty much. Uh, it, it is what it is. It's an addiction. And, uh, you, you know, went from go-karts to, well, right to sprint cars for whatever reason, a pretty big jump back in the day, but that's how it ended up being. Yeah. And, and I believe like I was talking to my brother-in-law before I come here and Troy mentioned it too, but, um, you were like 14 when you started driving a sprint car at Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, for some reason it still sticks with me and my dad, we were sitting at the dinner table one night and he's like, we're going to race a, I bought a sprint car and hell, I don't even know if I knew what a sprint car was. (laughs) And, uh, and I, I, we had been out to Houston a few times and, and, um, but then we, of course we went a few more times and, and I was, I was way too young. And I look at kids now who start racing sprint cars that young, like they're way too young. So I don't have, <laughs> I had no business racing a sprint car. And I, if I remember right back in the day, there were a few people who were a little, a little, uh, probably upset about it or not real happy about this kid racing a sprint car. But I think at the time, you know, the Argus leader made a big thing of it about this, this, this kid racing sprint car and racing was probably pretty generous because if i remember right the first few times you go out there and you, you drive around you're not really yeah. racing you know you're just yeah. driving around and so but i had a i mean we put this old sprint car together and i had to borrow a fire suit from somebody we didn't have nothing we were we didn't have any money and um but yeah that's that's how it all transpired is you know you look back and like man um at the time i think it was the youngest person to ever race at houston i think there's been younger since but yeah they made a big deal of it and and uh to this day, I really don't know why we made that jump so soon. And, and, uh, but it was something my dad had in his mind and that's what we did. So now you said you had to borrow a fire suit. Where'd you find somebody small enough that had a fire suit that you could you borrow? Know, um, <laughs> it was, I, I remember it was Mike Jones. It was Marlon Jones's brother. And, um, I didn't know him from a hill of beans. I didn't know anybody, um, but yeah. somebody, and he was, he was a pretty, he was a pretty small dude. Yep. But it's it still, uh, yeah, that, that's how that all went down. <laughs> So after, you know, that first season of trying to do that, you did join up with um, Steve Wilson and formed Wilmer Motorsports for the 360 and 410s. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I drove my dad's car, basically our family car for a couple of years. And and, uh, Steve and I grew up not far from each other. He's a couple of years older than me in school, but we went to school together and we got to be good friends and, and, uh, 
you know, to this day, we're still best friends, you know, in each other's weddings and all that good stuff. But, um, he took a, he took a liking to wrenching on cars and coming down to the garage and working on them. And, and, um, we, we learned a thing or two. We were, we were fairly fast most of the time. And then, um, it, it got to the point where, um, uh, we decided we were going to break off from my, my family, my dad and, uh, do our own thing. And so Steve, Steve put a lot of his hard work and money and effort into putting a, putting a little team together. And, and, uh, you know, looking back, we didn't have, we didn't have anything, you know, back, you know, <laughs> we, we were focused on the race car, you know, now, nowadays you got to have these big haulers and all this fancy shit to go racing. And, and, uh, we were just focused on putting a cool, cool look. We wanted to look good, it had to look good. Yep. If you look good, you're going to be fast, right? That was our, <laughs> That's <yeah>. the theory. <laughs> so we, 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 uh, we, we rented the shop. We actually shared a shop with Micah Schleeman for quite a few years. Okay. Up, up in Renner. We, we rented the shop and we shared it with him and, and, uh, yeah, we put some really good cars together and Steve, Steve put a lot of, a lot of, a lot of his effort and money into, uh, making a 360 go fast. And, you know, we, we, we pretty much stuck to the 360s, you know, because the 410 is a whole new ball game. And we did a little bit of that, but once we moved to 410s, it, it trans transferred kind of over to some other some other owners. But uh, that was that was some of our, our our most memorable and fun times. You know, it was me and Steve and a couple of other schoolmates of ours who were really good friends and good friends to this day and some of the best memories we have. So I'm guessing then being your money was focused on making the car look good, then you probably hauled it on the show trailer too, so you had it on an open trailer? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we we borrowed trailers. You know, we uh, whoever had a, tr- we didn't even have a truck. We had almost every Friday. So Steve and I worked together at Campbell Supply out on East Tenth Street for a long time together. We were uh, small engine mechanics, and uh, um, usually every Friday afternoon or Friday morning, we were making calls to see who who we could borrow a truck and a trailer from to get our car to Rock Rapids for Friday. We raced Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. It'd be Rock Rapids on Friday. Madison on Saturday and then Houston's on Sunday. And yep. we would, we would, we had probably three or four people would be like, Hey man, can we borrow your truck? And then how about a trailer? And, and then if we got it on Friday, we would just keep it all weekend. So we made sure we had it Saturday and Sunday <laughs> as well. <laughs> Bring it back Monday morning. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, looking back, everyone's seen through our BS, I'm sure. And they, they were happy to help, but you know, it was, uh, you know, and then eventually we got enough money where, you know, we bought a trailer and then we finally found a truck and, you know, you just, you just grow year after year, you, you know, and, and uh, like I said, it's, it's guys like Steve and all the guys who helped us over the years who put their hard earned money into making a race car team go around because it takes a lot more than just the, the, the car on the track and the engine. It's all that other stuff that goes with it, the shop, the truck, the trailer. Yep. And, um, we had a lot of cool people that helped us over the years, but you look back on those, those years where we didn't have nothing we wanted to be fast. We didn't care how we got there or how, you know, any of that other stuff. We wanted to put a fast car on the track and, you know, we, we did most of the time. That was pretty fun. Early, early sponsorship when they're letting you use the pickup and trailer. <laughs> I mean, some of them guys now, that's what they get for a sponsorship's a truck and trailer. So you were just ahead of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was no toter home. I mean, it was somebody's farm truck, but hey, we didn't care as long as they got us. As long as they got one. you to Rocky and Madison, you were golden. I, we, we didn't even care if we got us home. Just get us to Rocky. We'll figure it out from there. <laughs> so I have to ask, Wilmer Motorsports, is that half of Wilson and half of Meyer, like Mert? Yep. yep, that's exactly how it come. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it came after a few Miller Lights one night. But, yeah, it was uh, 
Yep. Well, uh, Wilson and Meyer, and uh, yep, that's where it come from. Well, M- Miller Lights. When they're, if I got that right, they're sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of good decisions made with a couple of beers. Yep, that's where most of ours come from. And, you know, some of our good setups come that way, too. (laughs) So, um, why the number 11? Did that have any purpose or meaning to it? Um, No, you know, and, and, uh, you know, to this day, I don't know. So, I go back to that story when when we're sitting at the table. uh, My dad told me we're going to race a sprint car. And uh, the only guy I knew at the time was Steve Kinzer. Okay. And so I think it, if I, if my, you know, whatever memory is a little fuzzy that far back, but I think we we're sitting there and what number do you want to be? And I don't know, I suppose 11, that's Steve Kinzer, right? <laughs> and so, so that's where that came from. And then that kind of became our, our family number because after I left, uh, you know, after I quit driving for my dad, my brother was also driving. So he was trying to field two cars and we couldn't afford dad as a family. We don't, we didn't come from money. And so. Uh, it actually worked best for me and Steve to break off and do our own thing. And then my dad could focus on my brother who also ran the number 11. So kind of just became our family number. Um, but I think it really had no significance other than I think it probably came from, from Steve Kinzer, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. We just, I just got here tonight and we have a little shed out here that we're wrapping. Well, it's the neighbor lady's shed who happens to be my aunt. We're wrapping her shed in wing panels and Bud got a couple oh, really? more wing panels today. And one of them happens to be the number 11. Oh, really? Yeah. And I uh, did you say it was his brother's, right? It's Troy's, yep. Dune Steakhouse on it. What, what was the name on it? Dune, Dune Steakhouse is the sponsor. Dune? Oh, yeah, yep, yep. So, they, uh, yeah, we have some connections down into Iowa, and I think that would come from, come from uh, probably I, a guy named Ivan Visser who helped us for a long time. He's down in that area, and I think he hooked us up with that sponsorship back then. You bet. That's kind of cool. That's, <laughs> now it's going to be on our shed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Small world, right? Yeah. You bet. Hey, you hey, bet. Aluminum, aluminum's high price nowadays, so take that stuff. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I got to give a quick shout out to Nathan Gardner because he's the one that helped me set up with that. And if, oh. if, if anybody is into wings, I'm just saying, <laughs> Nathan Gardner is the guy that to guy, check yeah. into. If you need a wing panel, an old school t-shirt or a, a die cast he's got you covered yep that's right it's gonna cost you but he's got yeah, it yeah <laughs> he knows what he's got uh, but yeah right exactly right yep yep you bet. so then you kind of went on to vj julius or something like that how i don't even know how to say that yeah vj julius was his name and his, yeah it's not the orange juice drink that was his actual that was his actual name it's a. uh, uh you know, a guy in his 60s, 70s from Watertown, South Dakota. And he, um, if you remember, Terry Riley drove his cars. Um, Terry Riley was from Watertown. And and this guy had pretty good money. Um, he was involved in real estate and other things in Watertown. And and he owned Terry Riley's cars. And then he helped Mike up for a little bit. And then at some point, uh, Steve and I got involved with him because uh, he had 410 engines. And that's, we were wanting to evolve from 360 to 410 and so we started you know courting him trying to get his engines and and um we ended up running his engines and our cars for a little bit 410s i think if if that's how it went and then at a certain point um we decided we're gonna go 410 racing and and you know it was out of our budget from wilmer motorsports so uh (laughs) we hooked up with with vj and i drove his cars for couple of years if i remember right um 
and then and then uh it was in one of his cars that I broke my leg over in Jackson and then um and then after that he he quit racing altogether he sold everything and um uh, was done racing but he he helped a lot of people over the years um quirky guy real super nice guy I meant you know had had great intentions um like I said he helped Terry Riley he helped Michael Schleeman he helped us for a lot of years with 410 engines and then ended up uh, driving for him full time for a couple of years, and then, uh, yeah, then then after I broke my leg, he decided he was done racing. So, um, I but, think you yeah. won a points championship with him at Houston. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was a combination. You now he owned the cars. Um, I think that was '02, maybe. Um, I don't know. These years blend together. For you, me, yep, so you, can say, you can say any right. number with us because we don't know. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, he owned the car, and then and at that at that time, Lunster was kind of just getting involved with us, so he was kind of one of the main sponsors. So VJ owned the car. Steve Steve kind of ran kind of ran the show. Um, so you know, Steve ended up selling most of his stuff out, and I think if, if I remember right, he maybe even sold some of it to VJ, and so we just kind of transferred transferred our stuff over to VJ, and Steve kind of ran the show and was crew chief um, on the car, and and yeah, we had we had a really good run here locally. Um, we did Knoxville kind of off and on a little bit with VJ and, and, uh, he, he spent a lot of money and had some pretty good stuff. And, um, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. After Jackson, he just decided he was done. He didn't want to do it anymore. So no. he was getting old too. I think he was pushing 75 or so he was, he was just done. The, the, the injury, I suppose, made him, he didn't want to get some kid hurt or something, I suppose. <laughs> well, so that, you know, he, I think I think he was actually worried I was going to sue him. He was a really paranoid kind of guy. Oh. <laughs> he was worried I was going to sue him. Like, well, how, what the hell am I going to sue you for? I got it. <laughs> Shit, I'm so tickled to be driving your car. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, I, you know, so whatever. I, uh, yeah, that's how that ended. And then after that, that's when uh, uh, Lunster actually, I think, ended up, it's kind of funny how it all works, you know. Steve sold his stuff or most of his stuff to VJ, and then uh, when VJ was done, that's when Lunster picked up most of it and ran with it after that. So that's good. And then you ran with Lunster for a while, then too, right? Yeah, we had a yeah we had a really fun run with Lunster, and like I say I, I I'm I'm really foggy on the years, um, but uh, you know there was a, probably a you know, six, seven, eight year span where we ran really hard with Lunster and he put a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of his resources and money and time and effort into building that team from what he bought from VJ, which is parts and pieces and, and, and into, into, um, a pretty good, a solid team that we ran Houston to Knoxville weekly. And that's not easy to do, you know, and, oh, no. um, it, um, we, we did that for a number of years and, uh, so yeah, that's, 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 that, that's how the transition went from, to, uh, it's kind of how Lunster Motorsports started really. Um, it, uh, you know, he's, he's done a lot of obviously great things since I quit even. And, and, um, but that's, that was kind of the start of it. He bought VJ out and, and, uh, he's turned it into what it is today with some really cool drivers driving for him. Yeah. And he's, he's still dabbling in her pretty steady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I see, we, we, we see each other and we stay in touch and you know, it's hard with, I mean, he's got kids and he's busy and we're busy, but we, we try yeah. to stay in touch as much as we can. So. And as I see that you made the A main at uh, Knoxville nationals with Lundstra. So that's, I mean, you guys definitely were no joke. You guys had a good run. We did. And, and, uh, you know, we, we did Knoxville weekly for, I don't know, a good five plus years. And, and, uh, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to do. And when we were doing it, he, you know, he was still building his program. We didn't have the best stuff back then. And, 
and uh, we would go down there. We were usually around a between a fifth and a tenth place car on a weekly show, right? You know, and um, but we still went every week, and um, um, that shows his dedication and our whole crew's dedication. You know, there was there was a whole slew of guys, our you know our crew, our friends who who made that trip weekly. You know, Nathan Gardner was one of them, um, Steve and Eric and Ivan and Lloyd and Cowboy, all the guys who stayed with us for a long time. They made those trips and. That, that, you know, you look back now and you're like, how the hell did we even, how was that even possible? You know, with, as busy as we are now, like how did yeah. that even, you know, you get home at two, three, four in the morning and then you get back up and you race the next day. Yeah. But that's what we did for four or five years. And, and, uh, yeah, we, again, I don't know, two or probably 2003 or four is when we ran really good at the nationals and made the A main and, and, uh, you know, actually you know probably surprised us just as much as anyone because we weren't having a great year that year um we went down there and um we didn't time real good on our qualifying night but it was one of those nights where uh no one really did really well i don't know if it was greasy or slick or whatever we didn't time very good um but we went out for a heat race we ended up winning our heat race from like the third row and uh the way everything worked out, we ended up starting the front row of the main on our qualifying night, which is, you know, cool. Oh yeah. Row. I don't, I don't know. We started on the front row all week on a weekly show the whole time we've been racing down there. So cool. <laughs> um, so we went out and, you know, we, we, uh, I think we led probably, I don't know, seven eighths of that race got into lap traffic and I screwed up and, and, uh, ended up running third. Right. And, you know, a guy named Donnie Schatz passed us and, uh, um, who else beat us? Uh, Tim Kading, Tim Kading, okay. Donnie Schatz passed us. So, you know, I'm not at the time you're a little bummed out. Like, man, I should have won that thing. And yeah, but then but, you look back to who passed you. And it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, wasn't, wasn't as experienced as those guys and got into lap traffic, made one mistake. They both got by me and whatever we ran third. And, you know, one of the, one of the stories I like to tell about that deal is, so we ran third and, you know, we hadn't run really good down there all year long. So we were surprised. All of our friends and family were surprised. We were having a great time after the races. You know, they, they come around and they do the interviews with the, you know, the press conference and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and all I, one thing I remember is uh, I got back to my pit area and our engine builder was there. And I'm, and I'm not going to say the engine builder just for, uh, uh, to be secrecy sake secrecy sake if you will but he's standing there and he goes hey uh you got any bubble gum or any uh like uh jelly beans or anything and like what what the hell are you talking about <laughs> and uh, he goes so I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit so this engine we got it's probably it's probably it's probably no it's probably like a i don't know five, six-year-old engine, been rebuilt a couple times, you know, and it's a decent little little 410 engine, and obviously we just, you know, ran third at yeah. the qualifier night. Um, and it, it, we just got it back from freshening, if I remember right. And I'm like, well, what the hell are you, what, you, what the hell? Are you? He goes, I'm not saying you are, but we might be a little big. And he's talking <laughs> cubic inch, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? We just ran third, and then you're going to DQ us because we're big? He's like, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. We had to board out, you know, it's an old engine. We had to board out bigger than we thought we did. We didn't think it'd be a problem. Right. And, uh, and so now we're at, we're sitting at Knoxville nationals. They're teching, you know, they tech 
the top three cars yep. all qualify nice. They they tear them down pretty. They don't tear them down, but they check everything. Yep. So we're sitting there, and and uh, he's looking for bubble gum, something to shove down the spark plug hole to take up cubic inch. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 when they tubed it, he could he he goes, I'll I'll just I'll just secretly slip it in there. They won't know, and then we'll we'll pull the heads off the next day, and we'll we'll take it out, and this whole time, you know, I'm trying to entertain people and, you know, fans are down in the infield by then. And the whole time I'm talking to people trying to be happy, thinking I'm going to get DQ'd. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why would you do this? To we had no idea. We didn't know we had a cheater engine, you know? And, uh, turns out they teched us. We didn't have to put any, uh, gum or I don't, I don't even know how he come up with this shit. Right. Like we didn't have to put anything down there, but and uh, I don't know if it was big or not. If if it was, it was like two or three cubic inches. It's not like we had this big cheater engine, you know. But um, ta- that was that was pretty nerve wracking because you know they haul you off to this press conference. So this whole time I'm sitting there with Donnie Shots and uh, Tim Kaning. We're doing this press conference with a towel over your shoulder, all this stuff, and act like you're big deal. And then I'm sure as shit. I, I I was I was certain I'm going to walk back to the pit area and they're going to tell me we're disqualified. <laughs> and uh luckily that didn't happen we because we ran third we ended up making the a main but that was that was quite a quite an ordeal and uh i still give that guy shit to this day he's uh he still he, he doesn't build engines anymore but uh um i was uh i was a little nervous as was so, the rest of our crew sucked a little fun out of your <laughs> post-race celebration until you found out you well, passed it, 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 it did and uh you know and and uh nobody nobody outside our crew knew because we started talking to each other and like well what the, what are we gonna do and and uh, we the, when we thought well okay if he does that you know if you shove anything down the spark plug, oh you gotta tear the whole goddamn motor apart tomorrow and and uh you know and but anyway i i don't know how it worked if he bribed the judges or what he <laughs> did but we didn't we didn't have to uh we didn't have to tear it down and we weren't we weren't too illegal, evidently. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Oh. So you kind of ended your career, though, with the uh, Sandvig and with Kenny Hansen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So after um, uh, after Dave and I parted our ways, um, he wanted to. You know, we, we just had a different vision of where we were going, and and and, and that's all good. And and uh, um. I took a little bit of time off. It wasn't much, but then um, I got I got involved. I met Sandvig along the way somewhere, and he had at the time he was uh, had a 360 car. He wasn't in the 410s at all yet back then, and and he had a he had a good little 360 with a with a nice little car, and he was building his program and and uh, was racing his stuff uh, on a 360 basis. And then I got to know Kenny over the years, racing with him and and whatever, and um, I think kind of the same thing we met over beers one night and said hey why don't you drive the car and so so yeah i was doing 360 with sandvig and 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 the 410 with uh hansen there towards the end the last few years of racing and it worked out pretty good um you know because they there was really no conflict you know we actually would go do the 360 nationals and then stay down there for the 410 with kenny and it worked really well um you know and then kenny had uh had his his son cody who was yep kind of doing the opposite trying to move from 360 to 410 and so uh after a while it got clear that hey he was going to go to take over the 410 thing so it was a good time for me to step aside and then um and then 
Mike was trying to build his 410 program, Sandvig, and and uh, that was about the time I uh, had 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 just had my first child. I think I think she was probably you know two or three, and um, uh, at that point I just decided I'd, I'd had enough. Um, I just didn't have the interest or or desire that I did. Been doing it since I was 14, um, and uh, was just ready for a break. And uh, I guess that break turned into a ter- permanent one. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, there's worse things you could have done with your time after you quit. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, uh, you know, it, it just it, it takes so much time and effort. And if you're not, uh, you know, I, I always told, you know, Steve in particular and a lot of my close friends, like, I don't do it to have fun. I want to have fun, but I I compete to win. And yeah. if I'm not going to if I'm not going to show up at the track with a chance to win, I don't want to show up like I'm not a, I'm I'm not going to be content with running 10th place every night. Um some people might be, and that's totally cool. That's not my style. If, if I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there to win. Otherwise, I'll find something else to do, and that's kind of how it kind of how it turned out. Yeah, absolutely. Did you did you have one track that was your favorite? Um, I really loved Rock Rapids. Um, that that place, you know, we raced there a lot. You know, we raced there 360, and I think we I think we even did a few 410 shows there. Um, Rocky was really fun. Um, the three eight, you know, around here there's so many fast three eights. Back then, you had Lake County Speedway, um, probably one of the one of the more racy tracks. We didn't, we didn't, we never really had a lot of success down there. But guy, we had a lot of fun. Was uh, Eagle Raceway down in Lincoln? Yep. That place was always a blast. You know, the owner, uh, I, I don't know who owns it anymore. Back then, it was a guy named Craig Cormack. You know, he'd come around and make sure you had toll money, and, and he'd throw you usually a hotel room or some beers probably, and and uh, that track was always super racy. High high bank, three-eighths miles, man. That were Those were my thing, and, um, you know, those were where we had most of our success. You know, like I say, we talk about, you know, just talked about Knoxville. We really struggled there, and, you know, we had, we had a – we had a few good runs and, you know, a couple good years there, but those half miles are, it's a totally different mindset and uh, setup and, uh, you know, driving style than these three ace tracks. And um, Rocky and Rocky and Eagle are probably two of my favorites. That's good. That's good. Well, I think we'll get into the rapid fire. And if there's anything else you wanted to mention <laughs> at right. the end, you sure can. So, right on, right on. We don't want to take up your only free night of the week for too long, probably. Uh, um, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, vanilla. I'm plain Jane, man. Cat or a dog person? Dog. Uh, now that you're done racing, do you have any hobbies? I, uh, Shortly after I was done racing, I bought a Harley, and I've been uh, I've been riding Harley ever since. So that's a good that hobby. Works. I like to ride. I don't own a Harley, <laughs> but I ride. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Whatever you ride. Yeah. Whatever. I. Yep. Although although the kids uh, the kids take time away from that, but whatever. We'll hold can, it against uh, them. If you can find twenty <laughs> minutes, you can still enjoy a ride. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, how about a favorite movie? Smokey and the Bandit. All <laughs> any of them. You name it. There you go. An old classic there. <laughs> uh, do you prefer snow or rain? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Um, rain. I'm sick of snow. Yep. Already. Um, this is getting to be my favorite question anymore because Bud loses all the time. But um, if you're going to be stranded on an island, 
what album or what type of music would you want to take along to listen to? You know, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Are you guys familiar with Cody Jinks? Nope. He's kind of like Southern, I would call it Southern rock. Like, uh, he, he's kind of like, uh, uh, he's kind of like a poor man's Eric church. I call him. He's, uh, just Southern rock kind of slow, but you know, I'm not into heavy fast, any of that stuff, but just something, something that kind of hits, hits the soul a little bit. Sounds like more rock and roll than country. Toby. Ah, you might win I, this yeah, one. Yes. I, I would say it is more rock than country. Yes. There we go. Bud, that's losing. all that's important right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite place to go out to eat? Uh, well, I have three kids. So McDonald's, usually, Burger King. <laughs> usually it's Pizza Ranch, but if I get to choose, it's going to be uh, Texas Roadhouse. Yep. There you go. You can't go wrong there. Yep, yep. Um, how about a favorite holiday? Fourth of July. Uh, what app on your phone do you use the most? TikTok. <laughs> how many speeding tickets have you gotten over your lifetime? Oh, gee, that's a good one. Uh, um, hell, I've been—I've gotten a speeding ticket from a helicopter before, or from an airplane before. Oh, you're one of them lucky ones. Yeah, so I, I've had five or six or seven somewhere in there. Oh, that ain't Keep, nothing. And yeah. it keeps going. Yeah, five, six, oh. seven, nine, <laughs> ten. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the fastest you've ever gone on the highway, either as a driver or in the passenger seat? Well, I don't know that I passenger seat. I don't know. Um, back in the day, we I, here. Here's another story. So I used to one of our sponsors was a guy who worked for AC Delco. They used to sponsor uh, like the touring series back in the day, Madison, Rocky, and Houston. And if you won all three points championships, you got this bonus money or whatever. So my dad worked on his this guy's cars all the time. And, and his daughter, he bought his, he was well off. He had good money. And he bought his uh, daughter a Dodge Daytona. This this is back in probably like 96, 7, 8, 9, 2000, whatever. And them little son of bitches run. <laughs> and we were uh, probably chasing some girls back in the day over in northwest Iowa. So me and my buddies took this little Daytona out. And I think he had like 120 miles an hour. And most of my friends know that if they're driving with me, it's not going to be real pleasant, you know, back, back then. <laughs> but even like, even then, like I kind of even scared myself, like, holy shit, this thing's fast. We're going, we almost went in the ditch, like watch out. So yeah, probably 120 in a Dodge Daytona. There you go. Yeah, you get Northwest <laughs> Iowa. Was that year ago, well, two years ago, goo- somebody missed that curve. And Lar- <laughs> yeah. Somebody missed that curve in Larchwood and they landed in the <laughs> roof of the house. Yeah, 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 right. That, that actually happened, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah just Absolutely. like a year or two years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. I can't keep track of nothing either, yeah. but forgot <laughs> to turn. Well, at a hundred mile an hour, you ain't gonna make the curve anyhow. But yeah. yeah, you're just you're just going. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite drink or go-to beverage? Um, Crown Seven. If money was no object, is there a car, a pickup, or anything that you've ever wished that you've had? You know, I'm not. You know, no, 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 I'm not a 
uh, I've been fortunate enough. I, I can sit here and say I'm not a material guy. Like I don't have a whole lot of nice vehicles because I've driven some pretty badass race cars. So yeah. I got that luxury. But like if money was no object, I'd probably just have a really nice F-150. I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not a big into all that stuff. Yep. Yep. I, I wouldn't buy a Ford if I had the money. I'd go with a GM product. That's just who I am. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah. I hear that from my dad. So I grew up a GM guy, and my dad's a diehard GM guy. And when I bought my first Ford, he about disowned me, I think. <laughs> but, don't get me wrong. If somebody wants to give me a Ford or a Dodge, I don't have anything against them. But if i got to go buy it, I'm going to go buy what I prefer. <laughs> right. Oh, you bet. Well, Chad, this has been absolutely awesome for us. I mean, we both remember watching you race and everything else and just hearing the stories and everything. It, it, it's really an awesome time for us. Well, I, I appreciate you guys calling. Like I said, when you, you know, I don't, you know, don't get to the race as much anymore and uh, don't, you lose track of pe- people over time. And uh, when you guys called and our message and you start, you start thinking about it and like, what are we going to talk about? And you start thinking about, man, we had a lot of, a lot of really cool times and hell you brought up some stuff. I, I done forgot about. And so <laughs> um, it's really, really cool. Good talking to guys, um, um, uh, you know, listening to some of the shows and it's, you guys do a good job. And so I appreciate you having me on and, and uh, it's really good talking to yeah. talking about the old, the good old days. Right. Yeah. You know, and it, it, you know, Tobe and I both play fast pit softball. We retired, and we'll be honest, we don't go watch a whole lot of games. No, because it's right? hard. Then we want to play again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, I, I, I sit get, there and watch, and it's like it's easy. Why can't he? Like, wh- wh- how come he can't pass him? Right? Yeah. How come he's not taking him out of turn two? Right? Like, how the so, hell did he not hit that pitch? <laughs> I did not go to a race for probably three years after I quit. Yep, um, I did the same thing with then, softball. Just and cold then slowly. Slowly, I went to one or two, and then now my boy's getting old enough. He, we've gone to a few. We live in Hartford, so it's easy to buzz up. It's easy for us to buzz out to Hartford. Yep. Went to Houston a couple times, but I still, um, it's still hard for me to watch. Um, what I go for more than anything is just to, I still walk around and talk to people. Like yep. there's still there's still the, there's still some of the same people around. I have more fun doing that than watching racing. There you go. That's awesome. Thanks a lot, Chad. We really hey. do appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Yeah, you you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, Toe. You know, every once in a while, I want to go to Knoxville or Pella, and I have troubles finding a place to stay. Do you have any good ideas of where a guy could stay? Heck, I'd try the Turn 2 Lodge, bud. It's a house right north of the track. I think you can probably hear the races. You ain't have to leave till the races start. Walk down. If you're in the area, whatever, visiting anything, I'd check out the Turn 2 Lodge. Find it on the Airbnb. Hey, Chad, that was, that was a lot that was of fun, fun. Tobe. I think he enjoyed it, too. I did, too. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought about some of this stuff in years. And it's, I, I said it when we started. I, I really enjoy these. I've enjoyed them all, but this yeah. is going back, you know, back to when I was in the stands more and yeah. watching. and It's just, yeah. I don't know. He did a nice job. Great stories. Can't complain. Now he's now he's busy with kids. Oh, uh, I can relate to that. I was fortunate enough my two were far enough apart, so the one was kind of done in high school and the other one was getting started. And so I only had to chase one at a time. I didn't have to we didn't have to split. Yeah. Send the wife one way and I had to go the other way. But twelve and nine, that's that's gonna keep him busy. Yeah, so. and they're just getting to the really busy age. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. I feel for him there, but yeah, he's still going to the track once in a while. I had the boy in a go kart a couple times now. 
So Absolutely. he might not be done racing yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks again, Chad, for coming on. We really appreciate that. Um, you know, and I just think these these podcasts are awesome. Uh, we love them. So hopefully we can keep getting them. Though. Hopefully you keep line. Hopefully you line them up, but <laughs> I haven't done much yet. <laughs>